Home. Thanks for tuning in today to I've Heard That Song Before. I'm your host, Joe Hunter, and every week we invite a guest into the studio to examine a song from the Great American Songbook. And this week in studio, our guest is Dennis Lewin. Dennis is a great pianist, composer, teacher, radio personality. He's got his own radio show on WHK on Sunday afternoons from 3 to 5 here in Cleveland, Ohio. And Dennis, we're so happy you came down to, to join us today. Thanks for having me, Joe. It's great to see you. You and I go way back. We go way back. <laughs> back yes. to the mid-1980s in the original rock and roll scene. You were in a band called Boku, correct? Boku. Yes, yeah. you guys were one of the big groups that came out of Cleveland in the 80s. Yeah, we had two albums out. One was on CBS Scotty Brothers Records, and one was on A&M Amherst. And we were on MTV. And I was going to say. We were flashing the pan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Five minutes of success. And of course, for years and years, you were a regular pianist at that great Cleveland nightclub, Nighttown, and I used to always enjoy going to listen to you play down there. Thursday nights, and I'm back there again now. Oh, very good. So today, we've chosen a piece by the great composer Leonard Bernstein. We've chosen something from West Side Story, a song entitled, I Feel Pretty, and we've assembled a diverse collection of interpretations of this song. Leonard Bernstein, ever since I was a child, has always fascinated me for someone to be as talented as a musician, a composer, a teacher, you know, professor. Conductor. Conductor, of course. I think he's probably one of the most ingenious people America produced in the 20th century. Oh, absolutely. And I know for me, this movie was huge in my musical development. My sister and I, of course, every time they played it on TV, we went crazy. We loved it. And as soon as we could get our parents to buy us the album, we had the LP of the movie soundtrack. It's the amazing combination of everything that he learned as a musician. It has classical in it. It has jazz. It has Broadway. It has blues. He does the whole spectrum. I mean, really, since George Gershwin, I think he's the next great American classical composer who truly understood jazz. Sure. But, you know, Aaron Copeland, too, he had a lot of jazz overtones in his music. He understood the rhythms of jazz. But Bernstein was a composer, and, of course, West Side Story was a masterpiece, and he had some other works. But to me, as an arranger, conductor, pianist, he was just a phenomenon. Well, this West Side Story, of course, was a collaboration of Jerome Robbins, the great choreographer, and Jerome Robbins' idea to adapt the Romeo and Juliet story and put it in a contemporary urban setting. And also, this was a very big break for a very young 25-year-old Stephen Soundheim. Did the Soundheim, lyrics. yeah. Yes, Soundheim. You know what's very interesting is West Side Story was really called East Side Story Originally, in the beginning. yes. It was about an Italian girl and a Jewish boy who fell in love and how the families wouldn't let them be together. But when the Puerto Rican migration came in in the 50s to New York City, everything exploded there, so they changed the theme. Made it probably more relevant to yeah. the times. So it was originally produced on Broadway in 1957, but I thought we would start today with the version from the 1961 movie. And this movie was hugely successful, it won something like 10 Academy Awards when it came out. Yeah, 10 or 12. Yeah, really something else. More than one is great, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as of course, almost everybody, I'm sure, knows the movie, and Natalie Wood starring in the lead as Maria. But that, of course, was not Natalie Wood singing. All the songs sung by the character Maria in the movie were sung by Marnie Nixon, who was a yeah. really successful overdub. I know she overdubbed for Audrey Hepburn and several other actresses in the movie. So we're going to listen to something from the 1961 movie. This is Marnie Nixon singing, and the orchestra is conducted by the great John Green. We were talking about John Green beforehand. Right. And, of course, this score contains so many great songs, but today we're going to be focusing on I Feel Pretty, and let's start with the Marnie Nixon version of it from the 1961 movie. 
feel pretty, oh so pretty. I feel pretty and witty and gay, and I pity any girl who's in me today. I feel charming, oh so charming. It's alarming how charming I feel and so pretty that I hardly can believe I'm real. See the pretty girl in that mirror there. Who can that attractive girl be? Such a pretty face, such a pretty dress, such a pretty smile, such a pretty me. I feel stunning and entrancing. Feel like running and dancing for joy. For I'm loved by your pretty wonderful boy. Have you met my good friend Maria? The craziest girl on the block. You see her, she's the one who is in an advanced state of shock. She thinks she's in love, she thinks she's insane. La, la, la. She isn't in love, she's merely insane. It must be the heat, or some rare disease. La, la, la. Or too much to eat, or maybe it's please. Keep away from her, said Borgino. This is not the Maria we know. Modest and pure, polite and well-bred and mature and out of her singing I Feel Pretty. It's our chosen song today here on I've Heard That Song Before, and that was sung by Marnie Nixon, not by Natalie Wood, who played the character Maria in the movie. And we were commenting, the orchestration for this whole show is just amazing. Bernstein's writing on it. Well, he was a master arranger yep. inside the music. You can hear Aaron Copeland in there, you hear Walter Piston, all the people he loved, and even George Gershwin. And we were also commenting, the show required the largest pit orchestra yeah, it's of crazy. any show. I it's mean, crazy. It's yeah. really crazy. With complete drum kit, Complete too. drum set, acoustic guitar, which we heard on that, and electric guitar, horns, violins. I mean, 30 musicians, I think, it takes to actually perform that score. That must have been a very, very difficult process to put that together. To me, it's the greatest musical ever. I mentioned earlier, before we listened to it, that the music for the movie was conducted by Johnny Green, who I think actually by that time was going as John Green. But he's a great composer. Of course, we love many of his songs, Body and Soul. Yeah. I Cover the Waterfront. And he was a brilliant pianist who had his own group in the 30s, then got into conducting for the movies, for the musicals. Well, Bernstein surrounded himself with the best. Now, Dennis, I know you're very familiar with this whole score. As a matter of fact, I've heard you play some of the piano reduction of it. I mean, what's your feeling about the work? 
work in its entirety. Well, I think that a lot of people don't really realize that even some musicians that play a lot of tunes when you're out, and everybody touched West Side Story at some point, but that score for that Broadway musical is probably the most difficult score to be able to perform accurately. Bernstein utilized everything that he learned up to that point, and he stuck it all right inside of it. And we were talking, you pointed this out earlier, which I thought was fascinating, that there's this musical interval, the flatted fifth or the, the sharp tritone, four, the yeah. tritone we call it. For those of you who are non-musicians, you might just think of the opening of The Simpsons. The Simpsons, that's right, the right, flat yeah, five, right? right so yeah. and that interval runs throughout the piece. But you it? could belong to a different religion and call it a raised fourth. A raised fourth or a tritone, we'll say. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was interesting when you pointed that out to me, that it he's is, using it, it throughout the piece. It appears almost in every piece in there. Well, Maria, the opening line Maria, of Maria, Maria, that's the tritone. And the Jats. It even shows up in I Feel Pretty just for a second. So why don't we continue with another interpretation of this song from West Side Story, I Feel Pretty. This is a Canadian singer I've just discovered myself. Apparently she was born in Russia but makes her home in Canada. Her name is Sophie Millman, and this is from a 2004 release on the Koch record label featuring some really great Canadian jazz musicians. I think I heard her on a jazz program couple months ago. Oh, well, I have to admit, I wasn't familiar with her, but I think you'll get a kick out of her interpretation of it. So why don't we give a listen to Sophie Millman doing our chosen song here today on I've Heard That Song Before. We're listening to the Bernstein Sondheim composition, I Feel Pretty, from West Side Story.
such a pretty face, a pretty dress, a pretty smile, such a pretty me. Original waltz tempo. Feel like running and jumping for joy, cause I'm love. But pretty wonderful boy. Yes, I'm love. But pretty wonderful boy. Sophie Millman, a Canadian jazz singer, singing I Feel Pretty from her self-titled album. Came out in 2004 on the Koch record label. Wow, that record right there, I think in a way, sort of exemplifies what this radio show is about. Just how radically different interpretations can be. Well, it's funny, when you build a song, a solid song, you could do anything you want to it. You could bend it any way you want, and it's still the same song. It's a perfect example. Absolutely. I mean, right off the bat, we noticed in that record, it starts in the original 3-4, the waltz beat, you know, right. the one, two, three, one, two, three. And halfway through it, she changed gears and it turned into a real hard swing. She and... saw Oscar Peterson yeah. for a second. Yeah. She went nuts. And with that very modern saxophone solo, that was Bill King, by the way, a great Canadian jazz pianist on that number, as well as solo by Pat LaBarbera, who's also a very well-known Canadian jazz musician. Yeah, I mean, really had a lot of fun with it. Turned it into a very bluesy kind of Yeah, she melody. reminds me of Sarah Vaughan a little bit, too, when I listen to Ah, her. Sarah Vaughan. Yeah. Well, if you're patient, we may get to that today. All right. Yeah, so I wonder what Bernstein would have thought of that. Oh, he would have loved it. I think so. Bernstein loved all that stuff. I was going through all of his books and all that. He loved everybody. Bernstein had this great saying. It went something like, I wish that everyone in the world would love me, but it would be impossible to meet them all. <laughs> That's the kind of guy he was. He yeah. loved everybody. He really Very did. Very vivacious. We're going to continue with our instrumental version of this song, I Feel Pretty, from West Side Story. And Dennis, you mentioned Oscar Peterson a moment ago. 
This is a gentleman you and I are both very fond of. He's one of my idols forever. Absolutely. And of course, major loss for the jazz world. Yeah, but his recordings will live on forever. True enough. So in January of 1962, Oscar Peterson and his group, which included, of course, Ray Brown and Ed Thigpen, went in the studio and cut an album of the music from West Side Story. This was really a popular part of popular culture in 1961. Some of those tracks are just incredible tracks. Well, you know, it makes sense for me that a jazz pianist would want to interpret them. I have to say for myself personally, the soundtrack to this movie really so infused with the spirit of jazz that it's one of my really strong influences. I think one of the reasons I became a musician, really, a jazz musician specifically. Also, you know, it would be very difficult to do a jazz interpretation of some of these tunes because they already are basically jazz tunes. And if you change them too much, then it's not almost authentic. But Oscar Peterson knows what to do, for sure. (laughs) Let's listen to Oscar Peterson's take on this tune, I Feel Pretty, from West Side Story. Again, this is from the Oscar Peterson Trio album entitled West Side Story. This is I Feel Pretty. Crazy arrangement, isn't it? Yeah. Nobody can swing like this guy. Back to 3-4. 
was Oscar Peterson and his trio, which included Ray Brown and Ed Thigpen, playing our chosen song of this week on I've Heard That Song Before. That was I Feel Pretty by Leonard Bernstein. They and must have been going from the score. They had to be looking at a score on that tune. Well, they obviously put a lot of time in that arrangement. A lot of crazy time changes, weren't there? I mean, that was really... Right. Really you know, Peterson's left hand was so awesome that one thing that's cool is he doesn't walk over bassist Ray Brown. No, no, no. Now, it's funny. There's so many swinging tunes that we think of from that score. Cool. The cool fugue alone is insane. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. The Jets song, really, and all those great dances from it. I never really thought of that tune as a vehicle for improvisation, but boy, he really had a lot of fun with it. Yes, he did. And he kept that time changing going all the way through. Which is why, you know, I'm not there, I wasn't there, but I would have to say they were going through some cheat sheets or whatever, just to make sure that they were in the same place. Well, I think they actually wrote that out. Those unison hits on the front end of it, at the beginning of that yeah. piece, where that was definitely written out. Is that piano out of tune? Is that... A little bit out of mm. tune, yeah, it's unfortunate. Well, we've all heard that expression, Dennis, close enough for jazz, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, I hear a lot of recordings of his, and the pianos are a little bit out. Yeah, well, I can't answer that question. Maybe he knocked him out in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to get back to another vocal version performed by another wonderful jazz singer who I'm sure you're familiar with, Dennis, and I'm talking about Sarah Vaughn. I love her. The Divine One, as they would call her. What was her other nickname? Sassy? I believe yeah. Sassy and the Divine One. Now, I just recently discovered that she ever recorded this. As a matter of fact, I just recently acquired a jazz DVD of her performing this song from about 1965. I was quite surprised. Yeah, it's amazing how many songs a lot of these jazz artists did, and we just find them now. Well, as we know, Sarah Vaughn always put her own mark on any song she ever did. So I think you really enjoy listening to Sarah's take on this tune. You know, she never really just sang anything straight. She was one of the great interpreters of songs. One of a kind. So I think we should listen right now to hear her take on this great Leonard Bernstein melody from West Side Story. This is Sarah Vaughn from her album Tribute to Leonard Bernstein, and this is her singing I Feel Pretty. I feel pretty, oh so pretty I feel pretty and witty and bright and so pretty I hardly can believe it's real I feel charming, oh so charming It's alarming how charming I feel and so pretty I hardly can believe it's real Okay, swinging now. That was nice. See that pretty girl Such a pretty face, such a pretty dress, such a pretty smile, such a pretty me. I feel stunning, oh so stunning. Feel like running and jumping for joy. For Pretty girl in that mirror there Who can better 
you like running and jumping for joy And that was Sarah Vaughn singing I Feel Pretty by Leonard Bernstein, obviously recorded live somewhere. And what'd you think of that, Dennis? Well, I love everything that she sings, but if you noticed, you know, when I was listening to that, Joni Mitchell, you can see where Joni Mitchell came from. She uses a lot of the same inflections in the voice. I didn't, that did come to my mind. That's interesting. And when she first started singing, I thought it was very interesting. She seemed almost unlike the Oscar Peterson version, which was such a radical departure from Mm -hmm. the original character. She did sort of have the same, oh, whimsy, if you will, you know what I mean, of the original soundtrack recording. When she sings, she's an instrument. So that's why I think she's so unique. There's a lot of singers who are great singers, but Sarah Vaughan could sing Mary Had a Little Lamb and would sell a bunch of records. (laughs) She just had one of those voices, you know. Oh, absolutely. One of the great, great voices in popular music as well as jazz. And I thought it was kind of interesting when she started out with, you know, that real nice jazz waltz. And then, of course, in the middle of that, she just turned that whole thing back around and it was swinging in 4-4 and really off to the races. I was kind of glad that she brought it back to the original waltz Mm-hmm. feel at the end of it. Peterson did that too. Well, he kept kind of going back and forth within the arrangement. I thought she somehow captured a little bit of the original spirit of the song. Mm-hmm. Well, we always like to finish off our show with a bonus track for our guests. And when we come back, we're going to hear another song from this musical West Side Story. I think we would both agree that this song was probably the closest to a standard that emerged from this musical. And I'm referring to the song Somewhere. Absolutely. It is one of the top 10 greatest tunes written in the 20th century. No question. And I think it's probably the one song out of the musical that really was performed a lot outside of the play. It's a universal piece. Yeah. You know, it could be orchestrated, it could be sung, it could be played any way you want. You're pretty familiar with this piece. Is there anything you'd like to say about it? Well, what's very interesting about Somewhere is Bernstein was never bashful about taking little parts from people's music. And if you listen to the Beethoven Concerto Number no. 5, the Emperor Concerto, in the second movement, in the opening theme, you will hear the whole first section of Somewhere. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, they always say, if you're going to borrow, borrow from the best. Yeah, right? so the way he did it and the way he used it was brilliant. And then as he moves in the piece, you can hear Tchaikovsky key changes. Like I said before, he just was so brilliant and could just move. He would have been a great center if he played basketball, <laughs> for sure. And I love the way this song builds to the bridge. I mean, when it finally just yeah. crashes into the bridge, I just love it. I think it's so very dramatic. I thought, again, we'd go back to the 1961 soundtrack. Again, this is sort of interesting. We know this movie starred Russ Tamlin and Natalie Wood and Richard Boehmer. Richard Boehmer played the role of Tony. But again, he did not sing in the movie, just as Natalie Wood's songs were overdubbed by Marnie Nixon. It's funny how a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, They think that Natalie Wood sang those songs. A gentleman by the name of Jim Bryant sang all the songs for Tony, that character. So we're going to hear the duet somewhere from the original soundtrack. This is going to be sung by Marnie Nixon as Maria and Jim Bryant as Tony. This is Leonard Bernstein's and Stephen Sondheim's Somewhere. There's a place for us Somewhere a place for us 
quiet and open air wait for us somewhere Somewhere from the original West Side Story soundtrack that was sung by Marnie Nixon and Jim Bryant. Dennis, what'd you think of that? And he uses the tritone in the bass this time. He keeps hitting the raised fourth in the bass he puts at the ah, time. I tell you, the other thing I noticed on that, that little gong crash at the end, I hadn't remembered that. Again, we were commenting earlier about Bernstein's orchestration. Right, and there's another whole group of pieces called the Characteristic Dances from mm-hmm. West Side Story, which are basically written for symphonic orchestra, and I've talked to many members of the Cleveland Orchestra who tell me when they're done with that score... <laughs> ready to go pass out on the floor, especially the mambo. I've talked to several trumpet players who've been in that pit orchestra, too, and it's very demanding stuff. I mean, the range is all over the place. And the other thing which is interesting, we kept talking about Bernstein's love and understanding of jazz. In order to play that score, if you're going to be in that trumpet section specifically, you got to know how to swing. You can't just have good chops. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think that the New York Philharmonic's musicians at that time got a rude awakening, <laughs> you know, because Bernstein could conduct Bach or Mozart just like you're supposed to, but then he comes in and goes, hold on here, you have to be able to play jazz. Yeah, right, <laughs> and have that feeling of jazz. Right, right? a lot yeah. of those people were very foreign to that, so... Yeah. And I've heard some great interpretations of that piece that we just listened to somewhere by jazz musicians. The first one that comes to my mind is Cannonball Adderley. Had a very nice record on that song in yeah. the 1960s that featured Joe Zavanul, the great Austrian yeah. pianist. that we're both He just passed away, didn't he? He just yeah. passed away in 2007, yeah. I mean, this, as I said, I think that's the one piece that you can sort of extract from West Side Story, and it stands on its own as a standard, really. Sure. It's not sure. completely linked to the story like our featured song, I Feel Pretty. But we sure had a lot of fun listening to various renditions of I Feel Pretty today. Just a recap, we started with the original from the soundtrack, the 1961 movie, sung by Marnie Nixon, and then we went next to a Canadian jazz singer named Sophie Millman. And then, of course, we 
featured Oscar Peterson from his album, West Side Story. And we finished up with Sarah Vaughn doing I Feel Pretty. So we went a lot of different ways, didn't we? Yes, we did. And it was a lot of fun, Joe. So glad you asked me to come on. Well, our guest in the studio this week has been Dennis Lewin. And don't forget to listen to Dennis on WHK on Sundays here in Cleveland, Ohio. And Dennis, I look forward to coming out and hearing you play sometime. Yes, same here. We look forward to having you again here on I've Heard That Song Before. Again, my name is Joe Hunter, your host, and we'll see you next week. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to something about the Beatles, now on Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts.